the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank you. Oh, thank you indeed. <laughs> Do I say that every Thursday? For some reason, this week feels like it's been especially long. It could be because we've got kind of some blah weather going on here, adding to my mood. Um, but, you know, I always look forward to the weekend. But no matter how blah the weather is, no matter how blah the news is, the fact that I get to come in here and share this time with you guys every day just gives me more joy than you guys can imagine. And I don't think I say thank you often enough to all my friends out there who listen and watch on social media, people who email me after listening to the podcast. And feel free to email me any day or any time, day or night at andreakshow.com. Um, to just, you know, my, my peeps here at the station who just give me so much support. And I just, I'm very grateful. You know, I try to live in a place of gratitude because that keeps me grounded and helps me, you know, keep, keep from getting too dark of a place. So I wanted to start tonight's show by just letting you guys know how grateful I am, you know, for you and for all y'all out there. And I'm also grateful for this man here. It's DJ Potato Skins. Okay, he's on his way in here instead of playing his intro. What are you doing? What are you- Celebrating America because I might not be able to celebrate America on July Fourth. Okay. Anti vaxxers are you know not able to do that. Okay, so okay, you. I don't know if you out there in Radio Land can hear. We uh, did, Potato Skins just did something for the Facebook Live people, but uh, did y'all hear the news? We're going to be talking about it a little bit. Joe Biden has some plans for all y'all on July Fourth. So uh, that was DJ Potato Skins. That was his way of his of performing his own Fourth of July. Gotta get it parade. out while I can. Knocking it out while he can. Eight eight eight. 344-1170. Keep those conversations rolling, comments rolling on Facebook. Feel free to share that video, please. I would appreciate it if you would. 888-344-1170. We are what? Um, day one, maybe two days at the most out from the Chauvin verdict. And let me tell you, I think it's becoming increasingly clear and disturbing to see what a post, what this verdict meant for the left, what it didn't mean for the left. And kind of it's playing out as I predicted. You know, it's kind of, you know, to use an analogy, back in 08, we weren't allowed to ask uh, Barack Obama what he meant when he said he wanted to transform America. Nobody was allowed to ask. Nobody's been asking anybody uh, on the Black Lives Matter. I have not seen one interview, even in conservative, in conservative outlets, where anybody has asked when they've had an opportunity to interview somebody from the organization, what's your end game here? What, is, what does justice look like? Like Obama, you couldn't ask, what do you mean transform America? What do you mean justice? 
Pre-verdict, uh, pre, uh, why wasn't the question asked, so what's next for you if this comes down? What's your, what's your plan? If it's if he's acquitted, what is your goal when you ask for police reform and you say, what does that mean? Give me specifics. When you say you want law, new laws enacted, Joe Biden, what laws in what way? What do we what do what specifically is the end game here? Because and this is just for the Black Lives Matter movement that we also need to be asking for the entire what the entire end game is. We I think we know what the end game is, but we need to force them to say it. And to defend it, because we have the state of Washington, I believe, that is denying vaccines to white people who want it. I've been asking for a while, what's the end game here? Clearly, when it comes to police reform, we had here on the heels of the Chauvin verdict where he was found guilty on all counts. Many people said, oh, the jury was split, that there was enough reasonable doubt he should be acquitted. There should have been a mistrial. But, you know, their their emotions being where they are, the jury being bullied and, and under threat, they'll split the baby and give the, the lesser of the three charges. No, they, they gave they gave Black Lives Matter everything that they wanted, everything that they wanted. You would think they'd be happy. You would think George Floyd's family would be not not happy, but at least feel like, OK, they got justice. They they got because, you know, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but I, I love crew crimes, crew, true crime stories, because I love when we have heroes that bring bad guys to justice. And when we have heroes that defend people that are falsely accused, I, I still believe we have the best justice system in the world. And one of the things that victims family hope for is that the perpetrator of their families uh, their family member will be brought to justice they will be prosecuted and convicted that happened here on top of it in the middle of jury selection the George Floyd Floyd family got 27 mil which was prejudicial in and of itself so then so what else do you want nobody's asking well let me tell you I, I think I think you can know what they're what they're looking for down the road if you just go to Columbus, Ohio, and see what happened. It was one thing for people to immediately rush to judgment before the body cam footage was released, but the second the body cam footage was released, and it was released long before NBC News edited it and did their propaganda crap. We'll talk about that in a moment. Long before NBC edited it like they did editing the George Zimmerman audio in order to push a false narrative, which is lies. The media is truly the enemies of the people. Um, the video was out. And yet we still have. We had Jen Psaki said, referring to this as police violence. We had uh, LeBron James tweeting out, threatening, doxing the cop, which was a clear threat against the cop. And he, and he removed the tweet. We'll get into a little bit on LeBron in, in a minute. But overall, if you look at the left, we've got marches. We, what, are we going to have a riot? What Juan Williams today, I don't watch Fox News. I haven't watched Fox News since the Chris Wallace debate. But I'm hearing that that Juan Williams is parroting what many people are saying today was the cop didn't need to kill her. Here's what his idea was and what the cop should have done. DJ Potato Skins. He says the cop should have fired a, a warning shot into the air. As the bullets don't come back down, right? That he to to make a noise, kind of like you know when you want to stop somebody from having the hiccups, you make a loud noise, right? That he, that you make a loud noise to to distract the teen, uh, the 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 attempted murderer, and then maybe she'll stop. And what happens in that second that he does that? 
Well, what happens in the second that, that the cop does that is we saw that result in Cincinnati because um, I guarantee you the day before when a 13-year-old was arrested for murdering another 13-year-old with a knife, I guarantee you the family of that dead 13-year-old wishes a cop had shown up in the split second before the knife went into the neck and stopped it. We are now at a place. It's one thing for the left to defend somebody like um, George Floyd, you know, and saying that, you know what, we need maybe we need, you know, it was he he was under arrest for twenty dollars, you know, uh, counterfeit. Maybe maybe, you know, it's one thing for that. And, and I don't agree with that. It's one thing for the for the left to say, you know what, they should have just let Dante Wright flee off um, because he wasn't violent in that moment, even though he was under a warrant because he tried to choke out a girl. But we when we are at the point and where all over this country, Democrats, mainstream media, celebrities, etc. Are attacking the cop and suggesting that this black young woman should have been allowed to stab another girl. We are literally at a place in the United States of America, which I was concerned about in a post-Chauvin trial verdict, that they were going to use the confirmation of that, the validation that America is an evil white supremacist society, the police is out to you know hunt down black people, that it was now going to be, it was going to go from excusing somebody from being under arrest for a $20 bill to now you literally can get away with attempted murder because you're black. That's where we're at. I, I've, I've said it once. I'll say it again. I don't see how anybody of any race right now would want to actually be a cop. Well, of, of course not. And, and what we don't know is if that had been a black cop that had showed up on the scene, would they be screaming bloody murder? I think they would. They would because you know how we know that? Because, you know, two of the three cops that were on the scene of Chauvin and George Floyd were, were black. Right. We know that um, we know that there have been other instances. I think I think Dante Wright, I think one of the police officers at Dante Wright, or might have been Jacob Blake, was African-American there. And the way that they the way that they justify that still saying that if it's a black cop, that there's racism involved is that it's subconscious racism. Right. Right. It's 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 unconscious bias because it because it's it's part of that police culture that makes that makes you racist. See, that's how they justify it. This is frightening to me uh, that we're at a place in the United States of America where for power, they are, they are literally acting as though the police roll up. And by the way, if you watch this video, you cannot tell that that's a 16-year-old. That, that's, that is a young woman there. She's physically a young woman. I can't tell from the video if she's 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, that is not a child. You roll up and you see what looks like a, you're a cop and you see what looks like a. You're not going to ask her her, her age. You're, you're not. You're not going to go hold hold up, hold up second. You know, do the Barney five. You know, I, I, I'm gonna shoot. And it, you know, and you know, and hope that she misses. You've got you've got a 200 pound, approximately 200 pound young adult woman overpowering another person, attempting to stab her. And what, what would the legal repercussions have been on him if he had let it happen? Can you imagine? And oh, by the way, nobody else seems to be talking about the fact that also caught on camera is a black guy stomping on the head of, an, of another black girl. Did that person? Right now we've got the FBI still going around trying to find people that were at the Capitol on January 6th. Anybody looking for him? We're going to take a break. We come back. I wonder how you guys are, uh, are, are perceiving all this. I know my girl, Wendy Patrick, the other night, she was, you know, feeling as though, you know, justice system is still strong. 
Well, I, I you know, we'll have to see what laws are, are coming down when we have the push right now that an attempt, an attempted murderer cannot be suppressed by the police because of skin color. We're in a really, really dangerous place in this country. We're going to talk more about that and more when we come back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Personal question for you, Skins. I don't want to get I don't want to get too deep. I don't want to put you too much on the spot here. The answer is junk, please. Well, <laughs> Did uh, when you were kids, did you guys just, you know, was part of your playtime knife fights? No, but we did think it was pretty cool to have those uh, switchblades that had the comb in them. Okay, okay. So you you were you were kind of rough. Yeah, you did. You did the Fonzie-esque kind of knife fight using combs because this is how absurd the left has gone in order to paint the cop in Columbus as um, somebody who gunned down uh, unnecessarily gunned down a black girl. They literally are trying to act as though oh this was just a knife fight. This is just how kids kids horse around. Are you that's kidding? I used a comb, didn't use a knife. That's that's insane. That would have been stupid. That's insane to try to justify this. Absolutely insane. And let me tell you, um, one of the things that's concerned me today is as I'm seeing, I'm seeing a pattern of behavior of conservatives that in order to justify their position, they feel like they have to first um, show sympathy to somebody. Like like you can't you can't. Um, you're not allowed to say that you want the border sealed and you want to enforce immigration laws because it's unfair to American citizens, because it wreaks havoc on Americans economically from a, a national security standpoint, from a health standpoint. You're not allowed to say that. You have to first say, I don't blame the people trying to come here illegally. I feel sorry for them. I understand why they're coming here. But no, same thing is happening here with the 16 year old. You know, I'm sure, you know, um, somebody that I respect so much, um, you know, Pastor Daryl S- Scott tweeted out today, you know, um, I'm sure that she was more than just a knife wielding maniac, the 16 year old. I feel, you know, I have some sympathy. Why? I don't have, you know what? I, I know that, that she was in a foster home. Let me tell you something. There's all kinds of people that have crappy childhoods, even those that own in foster care, that come up in homes crossing all socioeconomic lines, okay? Abuse happens in, in people's childhoods. It is never an excuse. There's all kinds of people that come out of horrific childhood situations that don't go and try to commit murder. And we need to stop tr- playing that game of squishiness, feeling like we've got to show sympathy. Look, uh, you know, it would have been it, it would have been nice if this person didn't have to be held accountable. We we all have choices in life. We must be held accountable for our decisions. Unfortunately for her, her accountability came in the form of losing her life because she tried to murder somebody else. Well, you know what? Uh, you, uh, how 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 much sympathy am I supposed to have for that? That's insane. Had had she had she do you have sympathy for the 13 year old that murdered another 13 year old in Cincinnati? Had this 16 year old Micaiah Bryant, had she succeeded in murdering? Would you be would you be showing sympathy to her today? It's about the reason why people are showing sympathy to the 16 year old is because they, they feel uncomfortable to just flat out support the cop and what the cop did. I'm tired of conservatives not standing up for what's right just because they have maybe political skin in the game. We've got we've got our prisons. We've got our prisons full of of um, 
murderers and other felons who committed crime. There's a reason why 16 year olds can be tried as adults, because when you get to 16, you're not a child. There's a reason why Jen Psaki is referring to the 16 year old as a trial as a child is because they know when you're 16, you know, right from wrong. We if 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 the black community cared about black lives, they would stop trying to act as though this 16 year old didn't do anything wrong, that the cop is to blame for everything. And they would start accepting some responsibility for their community. And they would be telling young adults in the black community, stop committing crimes. If you get arrested, whether you've committed a crime or not, don't resist arrest. You know, and, and, you know, and if you are falsely in prison and held without bail, like is what's happening with the trespassers. Did you know how many how many people uh, there's there's no sympathy whatsoever for people that did nothing more than trespass on January 6th at the Capitol that are still being held without bail. Meanwhile, did you know, have you heard about it in the news that the Oklahoma Capitol was overrun with insurrectionists who took over the Capitol? No, you haven't heard about it. Didn't hear about it, did you? Right. Right. Because this is all about pushing a narrative. Now is not the time to try to appease people by sitting on a fence post, riding a fence post, trying to show, show sympathy for an attempted murderer. You know what? I don't have sympathy for attempted murderers. I have sympathy for the girl that was almost stabbed to death, who now is going to be living with that terror for the rest of her life. Can you imagine? Potato skins? It's something you'll never recover from. She'll never recover from that. Where's the sympathy for her? So LeBron James, he decided to tweet about it. Oh, gosh, this is disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. You're you're next accountability. And then, of course, you know, um, you know, his his idea of accountability. He deleted the tweet to avoid oh, accountability. We so someone screenshotted it. Yeah, exactly. So he tried to avoid accountability for the fact that he you know put a target on the back of a cop who did absolutely nothing wrong. I think LeBron James has kids. What would LeBron James want a cop to do if the cop rolled up and somebody was trying to kill one of his kids? You know, it's funny. I'm not the huge I'm not a huge basketball fan, but I, I do know I have family that likes him. He's in a new movie. My kids want to see I ain't going to go see that movie now. No, I'm not going to support that. Where, where's the accountability for him? Where's Christopher Ray inciting him and in, inciting violence? Silent again. Against, uh, of course. But, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to continue to show sympathy, sympathy for criminals uh, simply because of their skin color. Um, I got to shift gears. We've, we've got more we've got to talk about. Um, today's Earth Day. Did you know that? Potato skins? Knew it, passed right over it. <laughs> I had no idea. I found, I learned today for the first time on my, on my girl Dr. Gina show on uh, Real America's Voice, uh, Dr. Gina Primetime, that Earth Day has been around for 51 years. I had no idea. I couldn't tell you the history of it. All I know is I woke up <laughs> to a roast beef sandwich this morning. <laughs> yeah, so happy Earth Day. Um, I don't, I, it was started, no doubt it was started back 51 years ago with people that wanted to, um, I, I don't know what, what environmental or earth crisis was happening back in 1951. Um, but it was, it was based upon earth day. I learned this today on Dr. G's show. It was based upon earth day that we got the EPA, um, which is spends about $9 billion a year. And they do what right now here in San Diego? Don't you go? Don't you? You probably shouldn't even, shouldn't even be walking on the beach in Pacific Beach because of the sewage that is spewing into our beaches and our areas from TJ. And the EPA ain't done anything about it. I'm old enough to remember a couple of years ago when the Colorado River turned completely brown because of environmental waste. Nine billion dollars. I'll tell you where the waste is. Nine billion dollars at the EPA. 
right? The only thing EPA has ever been good for is that cameo appearance in Ghostbusters. I see. I didn't even watch Ghostbusters. It's not that's not it my a genre. Plot device. So that 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 was their biggest accomplishment. With the, all they uh, so and the reason why um, Earth Day. I'm even talking about Earth Day is because of course, what happens on Earth Day? Uh, here comes the Green New Deal, right? Gotta go green. Gotta go green, babies. Because this whole Earth Day and the EPA, it's about what everything's about with the Democrats. It's just like coronavirus. Have we been hearing about, about um, has Al Green poked his head up and brought up the apocalypse that was forthcoming on the environment in the last year? No, because they managed to suppress us, control our businesses and our lives over the virus, right? So they hadn't had to be yammering at us over, over the environment. So AOC comes out today and starts talking about the racism involved in climate. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, racism involved in climate. So the knee on George Floyd's neck didn't just kill George Floyd. It also killed the climate. I mean, what is it? I don't even get this, right? Because it's not about climate, right? They have to attach racism to it so that they can have their crap involved in the Green New Deal, like universal income, LBGTQ stuff, because it's never about anything with the Democrats. It's it, the border, whether we're talking the border crisis, whether we're talking uh, coronavirus, whether we're talking police reform, whether we're talking about climate change, which is a hoax. It is and will always be about how they can hijack a crisis for power. Enter Marjorie Taylor Greene. I don't know if you heard this story. My girl, MTG. She has challenged AOC to a debate on the climate change. <laughs> That'll, that'll be fiery. <laughs> right? I mean, um, maybe, you know. Who Did AOC need, accept? I, she said she was going to read up on something or whatever, and she might accept. I don't even know what her response was. Who knows? She so, she's, I don't, it's not going to happen, right? But don't you, wouldn't that be like the best oh, pay-per-view? Oh, I'm about it. That'd be a pay-per-view event. Like, you don't need to bring back boxing, right? You don't no. need to watch MM, MMA. Just watch Marjorie Taylor Greene go after AOC. Somebody's going to lose an ear. Figuratively, of course. Remember when Mike Tyson bit that dude's ear off? I do. (laughs) Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted out to AOC. She's like, um, and I put my money on her because, you know, I put my money on a former businesswoman who ran a business for 20 years than a former bartender, right, who's never launched a business. And her only uh, her only um, business involvement was when she killed 25,000 jobs for New York. uh, Again, I'm noticing she's still the only one standing up against any of this lunacy. Of course. Of course she is. Where where's the Republicans today out in mass speaking out against and saying the the police that cop in, in, in Columbus did the right thing. What 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 else is a cop? Sp- I, I can't even get over this. I can't believe that I'm in the United States of America and I've got to defend a cop for stopping a murder. Never thought I'd see the day. Let's narrow this down to the bottom line before we take a break. The Democrats are upset today because a white cop stopped a black young woman from murdering somebody else. Now, their theory is we don't know that it would have been murder. She might have missed. So the the other black girl was her life was supposed to be risk. You can't risk. You're not allowed to risk your life with by walking around without a mask. Right. But the young girl in pink, her life was supposed to be put up for risk. Um, in the hopes that 200 pound, five foot nine girl was going to mess with the knife. Wow. Speaking of the mask, we're going to take a break. We come back. We got to talk about Biden. We got to talk about Biden because he's got plans for your 4th of July. And I just got to know if y'all going to put up with that or not. I know skins ain't. 
more Andrea K. Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. A K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's. Andrea Kay Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. Feel free to give me a shout, 888-344-1170, if there's anything you want to weigh in on. Okay, Tater Skins, you were waving your flag around earlier. Joe Biden made an announcement that... um, Oh, great. I do have a comment for for Joe after you're done. Yes. Well, basically, he said that um, if you don't get your vaccination, your vax, that... Um, he may not let you leave your house. You may not. I mean, literally, he said, I want to see if I can quote him here because I want to make sure y'all don't think I'm making this up. This is how absurd it is. Um, he said that um, he's not yet comfortable saying that people can hold small outdoor gatherings on Independence Day. Like you can't. You Wow. That's a bold statement, uh, Joe. Y- y- you're not even you're outside your house. Small. This is this is absolutely astounding. I mean, we can mock and we can laugh, but let me tell you, we th- to think that we have anybody in the White House who thinks they've got the right to tell you what you can do on your property, and we're talking, and we're not even talking about inside your home. We're talking about whether or not he's going to allow you to have a small gathering outside in your backyard. Let me tell you something, Joe Biden. I'm going to be master of the obvious out there to many people, but Independence Day is the day that we celebrate our independence from kings, right? From a certain king and from somebody telling us what we can and we can't do. I think it says somewhere in that statement, too, that we're celebrating the the independence from the, the virus. Yeah, exactly. Aren't they masters at word games? And you know what? They're counting on the stupidity and the ignorance of many Americans who actually have no idea what the 4th of July is about. They think 4th of July is about barbecue. They don't know that it's Independence Day and it's the day that we celebrate our independence from tyranny. And so, and, and it is not lost on me that that's the day that, that he's hanging out there. I mean, think about the manipulation of your mind. If he can get you to comply with the notion that your holiday in which you celebrate independence is subject to his dictate and his, whether, whether he's going to approve what you do on Independence Day, man, he's got you. There's also a reason why he decided after President Trump said we're going to remove the troops in Afghanistan by May 1, he decided to make it on September 15th. This is this is every American needs to wake up and go, you know what, Joe? Listen, I don't I don't take my cues from you. If if we are not if this doesn't make you realize the tyranny that's going, nothing will, man. Nothing will. Two two points. One, I'm doing what I want on Independence Day, and I still won't have the vaccine. And two, uh, installment Joe, go back to sleep. Yeah. We don't know who's running anything anyway. Um, speaking of the vaccines, um, I want to read something that a friend of mine who's a doctor put, because there's a lot of people that don't understand why we have any concerns about, about the vaccine. And, um, and they're, they're buying a whole lot of BS, If you've ever had a vaccine in your life, then you should understand that that meant that you were protected from ever getting it. So when you see a president or anybody and and Biden is five months past having been vaccinated, still walking around with a mask or Fauci telling people after you get vaccinated, you still got a mask and distance. There's a lot of people scratching their heads. Let me tell you why. I'm not a doctor. 
but it's it's pretty much common sense. Well, it should be common sense that this is not a vaccine. Vaccines are supposed to be one and done. You carry on about your life. Exactly. Now we're hearing on the mainstream media tonight, in order to continue to fear monger, people who've had the coronavirus have a 60% higher chance of death. That's insane. You know, I read last night on the show that half of the Democrats think that if you get coronavirus, you have a 50% chance of going to the hospital. It's not true. It's a lie. It, this virus still has a has a 99 point for most people, 9% recovery rate. Nobody should be trying to get you to take a vaccine with that kind of when we got vaccinated as kids for polio and smallpox. Polio did not have a 99.9% recovery rate. Neither did smallpox. OK, but let me read you this by a doctor. We've got another doctor who's going to be on the show next week, and I'm going to ask him if he agrees. To say they know nothing is a lie. They know. They know it doesn't work and that it provides zero protection because it's been tried before. It's the same reason why we don't have a desperately needed vaccine for hep C or HIV, right? Bring your brain to this. Stop listening to these so-called experts that have been lying to you. He goes on to say there is no way any vaccine can protect against the coronavirus spike protein. It changes on a dime. How does this doctor know this? Because coronaviruses have been around for a long time. He says this is why we've never had a vaccine for coronavirus in the past and why we still do not have one. And we probably never will. He says only one thing can protect against this type of virus, and that is a flexible immune system. That means your body adjusting as it's coming into contact with different viruses, different strains. Um, You've got to be flexible. Um, I used to get sick every year. I'd go to Ohio to visit family for Christmas. And the doctor told me it's because you've been exposed to a new virus that you don't have in your area. Now you're building up an an, an immunity to it. So my body was was being flexible to fight off different things. Okay. He goes on to say that this, quote, vaccine removes that flexibility. Because what this is doing is it's actually forcing your body to manufacture the spike protein. He goes on to explain, when our body is coaxed into perpetually producing its own foreign protein, our immune system slowly turns into a one-trick pony. Meanwhile, the virus spike or any other virus does a simple sidestep and you're consumed. So your body is working overtime now that it's been forced to produce the spike protein overtime. Over the, and so that's all it's doing. It's all it's doing. It's spending all of its time fighting this off. So you come in contact with a variant and, 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 and your body can't, can't fight it off. He goes on to say, normally a virus is eradicated by the immune system. Then the immune system can ramp down to original flexibility. If this foreign protein is made perpetually, the immune system will continue to focus on it eventually at the expense of everything else. Immunodeficiency is the long-term effect. So we're killing our immune systems with this non-vaccine that doesn't even protect you. And then we're not and then we're not even getting into uh, what Dr. Yaden had said, the potential for bad people to do bad things with more and more boosters based upon the excuse of variants. Um, Another report that came out, by the way, thanks to skins, 6700 North Carolina residents incorrectly told they had coronavirus via text. Can you imagine somebody that doesn't know the truth about coronavirus? You're one of these Democrats that think that you've got a 50% chance of being hospitalized and near death and you get this text, right? We know false positives, right, exist. 
We oh, know the, the false positives is one of the most frustrating things. There's probably people that thought that they had it and never even had it. Right. Right. And then there's many people who had it and because, you know, it didn't it wasn't a bad situation, as most people it's not. Ninety nine point five percent, depending on your age group recovery. Um, we should never be in a discussion. Certainly not at this point. Whatever, whatever anybody believed when this thing first started spreading around the world, we are so f- past that point that there should be no discussion from anybody about forced mas- masks, about forced vaccines, about six foot distancing. There should not be a gym closed here. And that's another way that you can know that this is all a bunch of a bunch of, of hooey is that you can you can still go congregate in a Walmart. You can't go work out in a gym unless you're wearing a mask, unless you're even then we're still in, in this new tier. I think the red tier, we're still at only 10 percent capacity of gyms. They don't want you healthy. They want you scared. They want no, you panicked. You're healthy. That means what they want with the PPE, it, it, it doesn't matter as much. Exactly. Um, here's another scary story brought to me by Potato Skins. Amazon brings its palm scanning payment technology to Whole Foods. Um, we, you know, that's getting dangerously close. That's to, pretty biblical, if you ask me. The technology called Amazon One works by scanning a palm print and connecting it to a credit card. After that, a shopper just holds their palm above a sensor to pay for groceries or books. Tell me that's not one step away from the book of Revelations. It's maybe a half a step away. Uh, Amazon previously said it plans to sell the service to retailers, stadiums, and office buildings, and the Whole Food rollout will be at first attempted to push more mainstream audience. Interesting Whole Foods, right? Because that's, that's Libby land, right? That's where you go and spend you know, $10 on an organic cupcake that's still full of sugar and white flour that is, is unhealthy, but it's organic. And there's nobody checking what the words are. You know, look, if you like Whole Foods, I'm not here here to tell you tonight. I stopped shopping there because when I was cruising up and down the aisles and I saw all kinds of naughty foods loaded up with sugar and white flour, which is white flour is death. Okay, white flour, sugar. I was like, this ain't about health foods. Why am I going to spend ten dollars more per pound on apples at Whole Foods and I can get it Ralph's? And that technology, again, if that's not something that scares you, I don't know what will. Yeah. Exactly. They're wanting they're wanting to have too much involvement in our bodies and use of our bodies. Let me tell you, we're real close to a chip that's going to contain all of our medical. I don't care. You want to call me conspiracy theorists, but it would be for your safety, I'm sure. Right. Well, I'm sure this is for our convenience, right? Why in the world would you want to do that? And part of what this is also about is they don't want they want us to become a cashless society. Oh, well, uh, real quick, because this does pertain. Huge Dodgers fan. Hopefully I'll be able to go to a game this year. Most likely not. Um, they're, they're thinking about having, you know, tests and all that stuff in order to be able to go to games. Dodger Stadium is 100 percent cashless this season. Yep. They started using the Rona as an excuse to not take cash. And then they then they told us it was some kind of coin shortage it's like how you how we got a coin shortage we got a half the country sitting at home under lockdown no one's been spending nobody, anything. nobody's out anywhere i mean that's a bunch of hooey they, they want us cashless because then you can't you can't pay some kid 20 bucks to mow your lawn and the government not get a piece of that oh they right? want to know where you are all the time they want to be able to track every dang penny that is what this is about everything you know i did newsmax today for an hour and every topic we had i kept 
you know, referring back to ultimately what the story was about. And and finally, in the last segment, we talked about pretty much all the topics we talked about here. And I kept saying what the end game was. You know, um, whether we were talking about the border crisis, whether we were talking about, you know, the the Green New Deal, whether we were talking about... Um, if you pay attention police, to every single reform. one of these stories, Andrea, connects. It, it, they all do. And I finally said at one point, I said, you know, I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but we've got to understand what the end game is here. You know, I, you know, Car- you know, we don't need to, the the Democrats are great at suckering us in to debating the minutiae. I'm not debating ma- whether or not masks work anymore because I don't care whether or not you think a mask work. I have a right to not wear one. Right. This is about control. I'm not going to sit and argue over whether or not the United States of America is doing great in carbon emission nonsense, because this is not about carbon emissions. This is about communism using climate as an excuse to try to gain controls over us. That's what it's about. We need to stop getting sucked in to what the left wants us to argue about, because the, the answer should always be freedom. That's the answer to everything. One hundred percent of one hundred percent. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to wrap up tonight's Friday Eve. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back final segment for tonight's show you know you got to hand it to these democrats man when they have power even when they don't they are constantly working to amass power and they get it right even when the when and when the republicans are in power the democrats are still in power because the republicans always find an excuse to not use their power conservatives and the gop never waste an opportunity to waste an opportunity exactly what are the Democrats doing? To it? They passed a bill, to, and the Democrats they don't they don't bother with little things like the Constitution. That's just that's just you know pes, pesky little nonsense. That's just words. It's old school. Yeah, they they don't need they ain't concerned about that. That's just something over you know sitting in a case somewhere in a museum, right? Well, conservatives better start stepping up because otherwise it, it's not going to exist very much longer. Well, I you know, are you hearing any Republicans today speaking? The Democrats passed like, like the bill. I said earlier, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well, um, you know we. We are in shock and awe of Democrats in a full court press amassing power that will make their power permanent in this country. And what they did today was they passed a bill in the House that to make the District of Columbia the 51st state, which is flat out 100 percent, no way around it, completely unconstitutional. And the Republicans, the response is always shrug it off. Oh, that'll never pass the Senate. First of all. That's not the the appropriate response. Um, they need to, there needs to be a full court press by the Republican Party pushing out against this in media everywhere, all over the place. And what, what did you see today? I saw on their part nothing, absolutely nothing. Second of all, it, the Democrats always play a long game. They always work to massage and push a narrative. We are we are dealing with black people being. Um, used and being um, 
hurt and victimized and slaughtered in order to push an agenda. The way we're seeing it happening right now didn't start like this, right? I mean, it took it, it's this this actually took really ramped up in 09 from Barack Obama, right? And so, you know, we're, we're well, This isn't something new. This isn't new. This has been 10 years in the making. So they they're always working a long game. They understand how to how to get to an end using death by a thousand cuts strategy, pushing 24 hours a day, 365, you know, days a year. Um, so they know that just because it may not pass the Senate right now doesn't mean it won't eventually. For there's their narrative and that's the plan. Right. Well, they've gotten it passed. Now they can say to the American people, this passed, this passed the House of Representatives. Of course, it's of course we can do this. Right. And then, and then they, it's it's like somebody said, you know, conservatives said said to me after Nancy Pelosi refused to bring the bill to pack the Supreme Court to a vote. People are like, oh, Nancy Pelosi shot that down. No, she didn't. She said, let's wait for the commission because she wants the six months to be able to soften the mark, to be able to lay the groundwork, to get the American people to accept it. That's what's going on here. Whether or not this Senate approves it or not, it will get approved. They will do it because they, and there is nobody doing anything to stop it. I keep t- I keep asking for Republicans to prove me wrong, but they're nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. You look at you look at their response to you know they the Republican Party voted to impeach President Trump, who did nothing who did not incite a, an, an insurrection. There was no insurrection in the first place. Whatever happened at the Capitol, it was not a deadly insurrection. And the only person who died was a white woman shot by a black cop whose name hasn't even been announced. Meanwhile, Maxine Waters is over in Minnesota inciting violence, which resulted in National Guard uh, being being attacked. And the Republican Party is absolutely silent. We have Marjorie Taylor Greene, and that's pretty much all we have right now. Her, a couple of others, and I mean, DeSantis is a governor, so that's a whole different ball of wax. Trump has done more as a speaking out for conservative principles in the short time that he's been out of office than the entire Republican Party. If they get, there's two things that have us going to be pretty much dead in the water for a long time, and that is D.C. statehood. And H.R. 1. And, well, and and packing the courts, because if they can pack the courts, which I believe that they will, then that's where they will have H.R. 1. That's where they will have their gun control grab take place and under the concept as well and and more under the idea of stare decisis if if Sotomayor was trending today on Twitter because she was upset that by a 6-3 vote uh, in Jones versus Mississippi and this is kind of related to Columbus what happened was this 15 year old stabbed his grandfather to death and he was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole it was appealed and the Supreme Court said Okay. Yeah. He. You know. And you know. He. We're gonna uphold. We're gonna uphold that ruling that he needs to spend the rest of his life behind bars. She felt that that broke stare decisis. That the Supreme Court had already uh, settled that that uh, teenagers needed to be allowed to be considered incorrigible. And she basically she didn't care anything about um, the teenager. They don't, you know, this is this is the same thing about LeBron James uh, not giving a crap about, you know, one teenager stabbing the other. It's about power. Her whole argument was about starry decisis, that they didn't recognize starry decisis. If you listen to any nomination hearing for the Supreme Court, it's all about starry decisis. What does that mean? Precedent. The goal is pack the courts. And then once the Supreme Court puts their stamp of approval on it under starry decisis, it's settled law permanently. And that's where they will have complete control over us 
and ain't nobody doing anything to stop it yet. We're going to be doing our part. We'll be back here tomorrow night. See y'all then.